Hey guys, just wanted to give you a heads up. We wait till the end of the podcast. I'll throw in a juicy tip, help you guys source a little bit more efficiently. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to episode three of the Flip Life Experience. I'm Bill. And here's the state of the flip. It's a segment that I'm going to start doing at the beginning of every podcast. Uh, It's going to give you more insight into what's been going on with my flip, with my business, um, sourcing problems I'm having, um, victories I'm experiencing, uh, networking opportunities, uh, just overall uh, how I'm starting to grow. Um, both positive and negative. So uh, let's start with eBay. So yesterday or the day before, uh, eBay restricted my account due to non-payment of fees. Uh, The real kicker is that uh, it was over a dollar. So I called them because uh, my account was restricted. I found out that the fees hadn't been paid um, and that was the reason why. Uh, and it's only been a dollar. So I paid the dollar. Uh, the guy couldn't really give me uh, any real insight as to whether or not the account was they restricted or whether it would be immediately, you know, back in good standing. Uh, my auctions weren't paused uh, or removed. So that was good. Uh, so any bids that were there uh, continued to escalate. Um, people continued to be able to view my items. Uh, turns out, After, uh, I want to say an hour, two hours, something like that, my account was placed back in good standing. Um, And my listing fees for the following month are like 128 bucks, but they're not due until the 28th. Um, The the other kicker with eBay though, is that when we set up the seller account, uh, they made me put a credit or debit card on file or use PayPal, which I'm sure many of you are aware of. Uh, unfortunately, unbeknownst to me, that's an auto payment type system. Uh, so there's really only the one option. And they say that they send out invoices. So for instance, you know, I'm going to be invoiced for my fees that will be due on the 28th. Um, but here's the funny thing. What they do is they automatically debit you 14 days prior to the invoice date. So it's like, I asked them, What's the point in having an invoice if you're going to automatically withdraw the fees uh, from a selected method of payment um, two weeks prior to that date? It kind of seems counterintuitive, seems like a waste of time. Uh, It definitely sets the wrong tone in my opinion. Uh, So in this case, it's not, you know, a super big deal because I've already got the money set aside. I make sure I do that whenever I sell uh, so I don't get caught, you know, with my proverbial pants down, would you, you know? It's just an inconvenience, so I'm uh, not super happy about that. Uh, it's just one of those growing pains you get used to, I guess, or you learn to work around or certain things you learn to expect. Um, so just uh, on to the next, you know, issue. So just move along and, you know, it's business as usual. Uh, as far as my uh, challenge flip, my LA Dodgers uh, jersey, I've reduced the price. Uh, I've gotten a lot of views, uh, a couple people watching them, but no real bids. We've only got two days left on the auction. 
on eBay and it's been listed for almost a week on Mercari. I haven't done anything with Poshmark yet uh, or Amazon um, as far as, you know, apparel goes or anything like that. I'm too afraid of, um, you know, tackling the whole uh, ungating of different categories so far on, on Amazon. So uh, I reduced the price uh, to 15 bucks uh, to start the bid. Uh, I mean, I got it for free, so, you know, anything I get is going to be, you know, profitable towards, you know, putting towards another item to try to flip. Uh, so there's nothing quite like getting an item for free and then selling it for money. Yeah, so I did a buy it down for 30 and, uh, you know, an opening bid of 15 or 14.99, just to see if there's any kind of extra traction. And we'll see what happens with that. So far, there's no developments, uh, but I just recently lowered the price today. So I'll check back in a couple of days and give you guys an update. Um, on my lunch break today, I started selling or started scanning books uh, for the first time. Uh, I used the app Scoutly. Uh, it took me a couple minutes to set up the account, go through the settings and set my triggers and notifications and things like that uh, the way that I want them. But I'll tell you right now that app is you know, straight fire. It's it's exactly what you need for skin and books. Uh, shout out to Reezy Resells for his video on YouTube, uh, giving all the pointers there. Uh, scanned through maybe 60 books at my local Goodwill. Uh, that was outside my work uh, in about 15 minutes, something like that, which gave me plenty of time to go through the rest of the Goodwill and try to source what I could on my lunch break. Um, good thing is that uh, those books that I did scan, uh, quite a few of them, um, you know, came back, you know, with a good price and good ranking on Amazon. Uh, so I ended up buying four uh, of those books uh, because the profit margins were at least six dollars or more. Uh, one of them uh, is eleven bucks. One of them is like uh, thirty-eight dollars. Uh, but I paid a total of four dollars for all the books. Uh, so not a bad profit margin for all those. Um, as far as shipping them to FBA, I have not figured out, uh, you know, cause I just got them. I haven't figured out how to get the shipping figured out. I don't know if I've got to pay that or if they give me a label. Uh, so I guess it's a little bit of learning curve going with the FBA, but the cool thing about selling books, in my opinion, on FBA for Amazon is that it's probably the cheapest entry point that you can find. Uh, you know, books are, you know, widely overlooked. You never see a lot of resellers, you know, in my Goodwills anyway, that I've gone to uh, looking at the books. Uh, when I've gone to the bins, there's not a ton of people over by the bins looking at the books. Uh, plus, and if you make a mistake, you know, if you got, you know, the book for a quarter or 50 cents or a dollar or two dollars or whatever, that's still a really cheap mistake, you know, so it's not a bad entry point. I recommend doing books uh, if you're just getting started. Um, you know, I'm just, just getting started myself, but it's definitely a good way to, um, you know, hedge your bets and diversify your portfolio about things that you're, you're sourcing. Uh, and doesn't take a whole lot of brain power, um, you know, as far as figuring out which books to get, which books sell, which books don't. Um, because you can use this app that allows you to, you know, use Amazon's entire catalog. Uh, so it makes the sourcing really easy. So it's a lot less... Uh, upstairs thinking and a lot more uh, downtime so you can 
you know, freely look at other stuff in the stores that you're trying to source or hit more stores or just more efficiently locate your information that you're looking to get. Um, as far as, uh, oh, I talked about wanting to get an interview uh, with a couple of flippers. Um, so I've been DMing uh, other resellers on Instagram and I've gotten a couple of uh, parties that were interested so over the next couple of days uh, hopefully in, within the next week we should have our first interview uh, give you guys a pretty good show that should be a pretty long podcast too but it should be you know packed full of good information I think we're both on the same page where we really want to have um, as much value as we possibly can bring to any listeners out there and um, I've almost got the podcast on every platform i'm still waiting for apple and a couple of others but uh, we should be on stitcher um we should be on basically everywhere else you get your podcasts uh i think i'm on like nine different platforms now so um yeah that's a good thing too so we're definitely making some progress in the right direction uh, episode two got uh, you know probably three times the number of listeners as episode one did uh, but episode one's catching up too now, so it's definitely picking up in the right direction. I mean, it's hard to go anywhere but up at this point. So I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, please shoot me a message on Instagram through distri- uh, direct message uh, at the.money.badger. Uh, you can also email me at w.shirley2010 at gmail. Uh, and you can also hit me up on Twitter as well. Um, again, at WShirley2010. And um, always looking forward to getting new ideas for content, uh, feedback about the podcast. Uh, I'm still learning the platform with Anchor, so editing is still a little choppy. Uh, bear with me, guys. I'm trying to get better each time. So just kind of grow with me, go along on this journey. I uh, promise you won't regret it down the road. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. I'll have another podcast out to you guys, uh, hopefully in the next couple of days. Look forward to that interview. Uh, In the meantime, uh, keep making money, guys. All right. So you've made it through the podcast. And for those of you still here, here's a juicy tip. If you're sourcing sneakers at a TJ Maxx or a Ross, you may not know this, but if you're not sure what brand or what model uh, the sneaker is, check the tongue of the shoe. There should be a number that you can Google um, with the brand. So if it's Adidas or Nike, uh, type in Nike and then the number that's on the tongue on the top. Some of them are called art numbers. Uh, Some of them are called something different. Uh, but type that number into Google along with the brand of sneaker it is, and it should give you the model of the sneaker or the or the, uh, the issue of it. That should help you price it more effectively when you're trying to list it on eBay or uh, your preferred platform to sell. Thanks again. Have a great day.